Hey everybody, this is Matt. And Nicole. On this episode of After the Kid Goes Down, we're going to watch Radioactive. And Three Idiots from our bucket list. Let's go! These next two movies we're going to watch, one is from our bucket list, and one is... Three stre- Idiots. Three Idiots is from, the bu- is from the bucket list, and it is an Indian film, like a Bollywood film? I think so. I've never heard of it. I try to go into these expectations completely cold, based on all... Because I read a lot of celebrity gossip, so based on what I've either read or heard about a film, I know it's about three guys... That's about it. They must be idiots. Okay. <laughs> and I, it's a fairly recent f- movie, too. I think it's fairly recent. Yeah, and it's a comedy, I, oh, I, I think. I could use a comedy. Yeah. I feel like um, we've been watching some really heavy stuff lately. Yeah. There aren't a lot of foreign films on this bucket list, so it, like, it probably says something that it's on it. Um, again, I've never heard of it, and maybe that's terrible as a film nerd, but I've never heard of it. Um, and the other one is a new release, right? From yes. Amazon Prime? Yeah. Like, how new are we talking is Radioactive? I believe released within the last, like, few weeks. Oh, okay. Roseman Pike, right? Yeah. I'm proud of you for knowing her name because I did not remember it. Yeah, she's from uh, Gone. Gone Girl. Gone Girl, yeah. Yeah. And she's also in Pride and Prejudice, which, which, which I've one? watched a billion times, the Kira Knightley. Ah. Uh, she plays Jane. She's the perfect Jane. Yeah, well, um, she's also perfect in Gone Girl. Yeah, so when I said to Matt, hey, for our next episode, let's watch the new Marie Curie movie. And he said, who's Marie Curie? I don't know. Why would I know that? I'm, like, so disappointed in you. Why? I'm supposed to know famous chemists now? She, famous chemist. She's like, she's very famous. Yeah, you just like, that's all that keeps coming out of your mouth is that she's famous. And like, you haven't, I don't, she's obviously has something to do with radioactivity. Um, yeah, she, she discovered radiation, well, she and her husband, but I think she was the, I don't know too much about her life, but I at least know that she is the scientist who discovered radioactive elements and she and her husband both died of cancer because of their research. Because oh. of their... These are uh, the people that studied Mercury while, like, playing with Mercury. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, like, th- off the top of my head, like, three scientists. Neil deGrasse Tyson, mm-hmm. Bill Nye, <laughs> and uh, who was the guy that was in the wheelchair? Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Those are, like, the three I His know. His name is not Stephen Hawking's. His name is Stephen Hawking. Okay. And I, you only know, like, celebrity scientists. Yeah. Why would I know non-celebrity scientists? I'm not in the science because field. Because you value education. Yeah. Educator. Yeah. And so I need to know scientists? No, but, like, her contributions Name to... me two other scientists. Name you two other scientists? I just want two. That's it. Well, I'm, I'm going to name astronomers... Galileo? Yeah. That doesn't count. Everybody knows Galileo <laughs> and Aristotle. I don't know if Aristotle counts, but... No. Newton? Yeah. 
There you go. There's one. But like a a. Uh, uh, what's his name? Henry? Is it Henry Huddle? Hubble? Huddle? Yeah. No Hubble, right? The Hubble, Hubble tel- Telescope. Yeah. There's another one. Uh, but nothing's named after this lady. Like we're naming things: Newton laws of physics, the Hubble Telescope, Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> nothing is named after no, him. Nothing He's just... yet. Or who's the guy that does the first cosmos? Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan. Mm-hmm. Sino scientists. Mm-hmm. Maybe is it because she's a female? Probably. But like you knew her, and the other people we talked to and told the story to all knew her. So it must just be me. Yeah. You must just be a misogynist. That's not how that works. <laughs> That's not what that means at all. Well, I'm excited to learn more. I didn't know anything about Colette either, and I learned all about her. So I didn't even heard of the character she created. Even though when I was like, so I, I have one of the Colette biographies, mm-hmm. and I, even just reading the back cover, that movie is is like barely a slice of her life. She was a she led a pretty crazy life. Yeah. So half of these, most of these biopics, right, are just. Well, I don't even know if I call them biopics. I mean, you know, typically a biopic follows them like their whole life. Usually these, like like you said, like are a slice of their life, which I think this is probably about the moment she and her husband discover. Well, we'll see. Yeah, maybe not. Could be wrong. Man, I know nothing about Three Idiots. Let's get watching then. Okay. Radioactive. Released in 2020. Directed by Marjane Satrapi. Written by Jack Thorne. Starring Rosamund Pike, Sam Riley, Anya Taylor-Joy, and Nurin Bernard. After the death of her beloved husband, Marie Curie's commitment to science remains strong as she tries to explain previously unknown radioactive elements. But it soon becomes terrifyingly evident that her work could lead to applications in medicine that could save thousands of lives, or applications in warfare that could destroy them by the billions. Alright, so we just finished Radioactive, the Marie Curie movie. Yeah. What'd you think, Nicole? I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. What, what did, well, what, what, what's your first, first reaction? I'm still processing, I guess. And not that there's a lot to process, but it's just, it was like a little weird. Yeah. But also kind of good and also kind of not that good. So I'm like trying to figure out what it was that I liked, didn't like, and if the surreal elements were needed i'm i'm kind of just like mixing it around in my brain a little bit yeah what do you think it wasn't great no <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't great um it wasn't terrible uh, i think yeah i don't know if the movie ever really figured out what it wanted to be yeah it seemed like it was too many things at once yeah and I don't know if I chalk that up to the writing, to the directing, to the acting. I think the I think it was written pretty well. To me, that's direction. Like, I don't think it was directed very well because there's a lot of weird things that she decided to do as a director. But the writing was pretty solid. Like, the dialogue was good. Yeah. 
it, I, like I don't even know if the movie wanted to be about radioactivity or about her. You know what I mean? Like it kind of wanted to do both, I guess. The movie jumps back and forth between her and her husband's life and all the impacts it made later on. So like you're with them in France in like 1893 and then all of a sudden it cuts to like the Enola Gay bombing of Hiroshima and all of a sudden it cuts Uh back to them in France and you're just, is that what you're talking about? Like in that back and forth was kind of like they introduced like a random characters from the future that like didn't flow? I don't know. Yeah, so I think that... I. I think ultimately the movie was supposed. Well, and now I've read a little bit about um, Marjane. How do you say her name? I'm sorry, Satrapi. Mar- I think um, about her her vision for this. But while we were watching it, I also thought that the the movie was supposed to be more about radioactivity. I mean, obviously the film is about Marie Curie and just how like badass of a scientist she is and and mm-hmm. her contributions to science. But like ultimately, it was about it all centered around the radioactive elements that she discovered in radioactivities. And and I felt like those future moments, which were all pretty negative, there were only two positive, mm-hmm. which, like, I, I thought if this is supposed to be a celebration of her work, it's a weird thing to then introduce all of the, like, really, like, truly horrible effects it's had on, like, really heinously horrible effects it's had on society or history. Yeah. That was kind of my, my, it wasn't my beef, but, like, the whole movie I'm thinking, wow, they're taking a lot of shots at her discovery of radioactivity and the ripples it had later on in history, which there's fair criticism there. I I mean, I don't think it's fair criticism at all. Like, she just found something. How was she going to know? And he says that at the end. Like, how was she going to know it was going to be used for a nuclear bomb during World War II and World War II hadn't even, World War I hadn't happened yet? Yeah. So I don't blame her. I mean, they didn't know what they were doing. They were playing with the stuff. She slept with a vial of it under her pillow. Like, yeah, if that was she, real. Yeah, but, but clearly, if you're, but my point is, if you're going to put that in the film, you're essentially saying that she's ignorant to the dangers of it because they didn't, they were literally discovering it in real time. Mm-hmm. So then what's the point of bashing it the whole movie? Like, what? Stance, are you saying? And then at the end, her husband, who's dead, who kind of like she comes comes back to life in like a dream state, I think, as she's dying. Um, there's a lot of those type of things going on. Very trippy. Yeah. So then he says to her, you know, you can't be too upset. Like he uses the analogy of you throw a rock and you can't, you know, control the ripples it makes, which is a, which is a valid point. Um, but then they also seem to be saying simultaneously that them finding it did all these negative things. But then at the end, they have stuff about how it, because she was able to do x-rays essentially from her work, she saved countless lives during World War One because they were able to x-ray wounds and find out what was wrong. But they don't – they go into that a little bit in the movie, but you don't see it in the movie. Like they're driving into the World War One battlefront, but you don't yeah. – you never see them – Use her invention for good. You see her daughter like help people. Well, but, you like, see, I mean, you do see the little boy getting radio. Yeah, but um, it was very ominous. Didn't you think it was ominous? It, it was, was like th- every every single one of those shots were were ominous. But that was really the until the end when they show because they show her in involvement in in the X rays mm-hmm. and getting those um, ambulances fitted with with X rays and getting the funding for that from the government. 
Yeah, because otherwise they show Hiroshima, Chernobyl, that awful scene, even though it's with plastic dummies of the atomic bombing testings that they used to do. Yep. Um, what, out in deserts? And didn't they used to mm. do it in the ocean as well? Um, so they show this this atomic bomb test uh, in this, like, hyper-realistic town filled with dummies. Yeah. And then, like just this long shot on this like family of dummies that like melts in this house and this baby dummy that like falls melts and falls in like this radioactive hole yeah those scenes were not very celebratory so it was very to me it was i understand it's it's that is what happened after marie curie discovered what she discovered but it was very confusing off-putting yeah makes me as a watcher just not really know how to feel. But again, that's my, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean is the movie never found itself. The movie Mm -hmm. never really has a clear message. Again, I'm not even really sure what the movie is supposed to be about. Is it about the discovery of radioactivity? Okay, well then let's do that. Opposed to like this weird back and forth. And then like the movie when it was at its best, I feel like when the, about their marriage early on and their love for each other. Like, they had good chemistry, I thought. I thought he was pretty good. Rosamund Pike is is very good, I would argue. She's, yeah. But once he dies, spoiler alert, once he dies, and maybe this is intentional, but I feel like this is one of the things that it's not intentional, but they could say it was, like, the movie gets a lot worse once he dies. Like, a part of her life goes, a part of the story goes away, like... He, the two yeah, of them together was, have a, have a nice passion for what they're doing, and when and he, each other. yeah, and each other, and when he dies, they never fill that void with anything else. I feel like they tried to with her older daughter, but it didn't really do the same thing. Um, it was almost like a patchwork quilt. Like the rest yeah. of it was just sort of like cobbled together. There were disparate pieces everywhere. Yep, I would agree. I liked everything with the two of them and her coming into her own as a scientist. I feel like you could have done the back and forth just later. Like, instead of just zapping to the future terrible events, mm-hmm. like, you could have done that in the post-credit sequence. Like, just show clips of Hiroshima. Like, real-life clips of, you know? Like, that could have been done differently. And I think it was... They obviously tried it. And like you said, it was super trippy. Like, weird music and, like, people dancing. And there's a spiritualism aspect in the whole movie. Yeah. That, like, you could have cut out all those scenes. Like, the spiritualist stuff had nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Like you, no, if, if you but, I don't know why those weren't chopped from the movie because if they were chopped from the movie, the movie would have been shorter and like it, they had they had no impact on the plot. Yeah. Like he decides he's into spiritualism. That's as far as that thread goes. Yeah. Well, and the the woman, but the woman is playing with Radon and she dies. That's Yeah, but I, it was very weird. I'm not like saying it wasn't weird. In in this article that I read on ScreenDaily.com, um, she's quoted as she talks about how uh, you know science is exciting, but showing it is not exciting. It's funny because in the movie they have like a lot of like almost like Bill Nye shots of like a beaker with blue water bubbling and smoke coming out of it. And I told Nicole, I know a lot of science teachers. And they were all saying how, like, I was talking to this one guy, and he was like, I'm like, why do you all you science teachers come from labs and then become teachers? And he was like, because lab work is painstakingly boring. Like, you do the same thing every day, day in, day out. 
you're by yourself, you can't listen to music because you gotta have all your senses available. And I was like, yeah, but like, aren't you like yeah. doing science, science things? things? Like, aren't you doing science <laughs> things? Like, so exciting? I picture, yeah, I picture like <laughs> you pouring beakers into each other and like explosions and and petri dishes that look cool. Like, I don't know. And they were like, no, no, it's just a lot of repetition over and over again. And the, but. I think they did a good job in the movie of making the science interesting. I, I didn't get the nitty-gritty of it, but they also don't go into it. All you need to know is, like, this is an element they found. It has radioactivity. And they did a good job. Like, that that was a strong point in the movie. Like, yeah. they did a nice job glossing over the science while at the same time making you understand the science. The grape analogy she uses to her one friend um, was good. That's an part, actress that we love, by the yeah, way. That part was, that aspect of the film was not the problem with the film. No. Well, so so she says that she, she tried to play with surreal elements to, I guess, just repre- to represent, like, what radon and um, what was the other element? I don't even remember. Polonium? 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 Yeah. Yeah. Science words. We're we're creatives, not Um well like to me, but again, like that is that's a failing on the director's part. Like you're trying too hard to push like you're trying to make me feel the science. I don't really give a shit about the science. When I watch a movie about a famous scientist, I don't care about the science. Mm-hmm. I can watch a documentary or read a textbook. I want to know a good story. And so that's where I think it was probably a misstep on the director's part was I really want, you know, I'm using, yeah, I just, you don't need to do it. You don't need to do it. Yeah. I could see, though, how it would be compelling to do so given the impact of radiation on our lives. We watched Chernobyl and all of those on um, HBO and all of the, like, face melters. (laughs) It's just like... I don't know. It's an interesting bit of science to try and do that with. I guess if you were going to do it, what else? Like, yeah, but you, know you I mean? want to know what makes it interesting? The face melting. I don't need <laughs> <laughs> like trippy visuals. Yeah, yeah. Show me it melting people's face or yeah. just them dying because they worked with it. Like that's interesting enough. I don't need crazy shots of the sun and pinpoint white things coming at me. Like I don't need a dancer dancing in a little cloth to represent fire or whatever the fuck that was about mm-hmm. like i don't need those things uh you're trying too hard so i mean she also said uh this is trappy again <laughs> and this is what i was laughing at earlier oh here it goes here it goes i hope younger women and younger men see it in the western world more than 60 percent of young people want to become a vlogger or youtuber fuck me that's End what she quote. said yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's more to the quote, but just fuck me. So um, that's why she wanted to make this movie. Because she felt like there aren't enough really great female role models. Yeah, but that, like, she failed. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be a dick, but she kind of failed. I kind of agree. This is not a movie, I don't think, where anybody's going to watch it and be like, that's what I want to do. Like, then the the focus of the movie should have been Marie Curie. And that's it. Yeah. Like show us how badass she was because she was a little dorky and nerdy and 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 but also assertive and like essentially was like here's my science fuck everything else fuck what you think about me as a person my science is kick ass deal with it yeah. and like that should have been what the movie was mm-hmm. um, like Colette also about the the French like <laughs> my, my Frenchy lady um, 
was good because that's what it did. It focused on Colette. Yeah. This should have been that, and and it wasn't, and it, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. I think the guy that wrote this wrote A Cursed Child. Ugh. That's where I know his name from, too. Yeah. It's right on the screen you right now, Jack You saw A Cursed Child. You like A Cursed Child, didn't you? Yes. I actually, I liked yeah, so the book, and to, I liked the play, because yeah, so I like can't, because I'm, because I am so out on J.K. Rowling right now, it's but at not, no point, not even well, funny, but she, But I wasn't mentioning J.K. Rowling. No, you weren't, but in my mind went... <laughs> You know, it's a it's a it's a fresh wound. I mean, overall, not a great movie. The writing was better than the direction. I won't recommend this movie to anybody. Do you think it's Oscar nominated worthy? Maybe. I thought she was pretty good, man. This a lot was... of subtle stuff with her mannerisms and just watching her from this to Gone Girl are like totally different performances in very subtle ways. She's she's super. She's really good. Yeah. I think. Um... This was supposed to, I think, be released. In like theaters? It did, it did re- yeah, it did very well on the um, festival circuit. It was supposed to be released in theaters. It had a scheduled UK release to align with International Women's Day week, mm-hmm. month, and then all of that. That was supposed to be in the spring of this year. So all of that was obviously done when we were all done. Yeah. I kept thinking she was going to pump out babies with like three arms. <laughs> She kept being pregnant and then, like, essentially rolling around in plenolium or whatever the hell it is. And, 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 and yeah. And so I kept waiting to have a baby and, like, have an arm coming out of its forehead yeah. or something. They did treat the radioactive elements like it was, like, their doll. Like, like they're, like, yeah. little, like. Even, even the, 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 the shots of the kid getting the, the radioactive therapy for his cancer, like I said, was like. They don't even say that's good. They just show shots of this kid staring into yeah. a giant tube and the father creepily watching over his shoulder. You're like... Which, but, and, and I know that it, it, it does save lives and it does work. Uh, it's it's a therapy that apparently in France is called Curie therapy. So there you go. It's something that was named after her Hooray. and her work. Um, but all that I could think of was, you know, my grandfather had lung cancer. He went through that treatment and it was... Horrible. Yeah, it's not great. On him, on us, even though it, that was a positive for anyone who's dealt with a loved one and cancer. Like, it's mm-hmm. a very, it's just a, it was just, to do, to do that was just weird. It was a weird choice. Yep. To go, to go forward in time. A lot of weird choices. Yeah. So overall, what do you think? What are you going to give it? Um, I think mainly because I liked Rosamund Pike so much. And I did like those parts of the movie that were several parts of the movie that were focused on her. I think I'm only going to give it a C plus, but like the plus is because of her. Yeah, I'm going C. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. Mm-hmm. The more I think about it, I'm like, it's just not good. It's just, it's not, it's really not. Which is a shame. I feel like it should have been a better movie. Yeah. Like. But then I'm also like, what really would it have been about? Like, it's really not a long story. Maybe the subject material is just not even that good. Maybe it's better in, like, a TV show format. Because their life is kind of chunked up into little episodes almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't It doesn't well, because, lend itself to a full-length movie because there's no through line. There's well, because no... I, think, I think that that's part of what made it difficult 
and why she decided to play with all of those. Because if you think about it, like so many years go by, yeah, between like something happening, yep. And even in the beginning, when she's um, when she first moves into, so she gets kicked out of her original lab, and then she moves into her hus- her future husband's lab, and, and starts working with him. And she's first playing with uranium. Mm-hmm. She's like mixing it around in the tube, and he comes over, and he's like, "What are you frowning?" at that tube for and she's like I've been frowning at this tube for weeks so like she's just like standing there swirling a tube and frowning at it for like over a month yeah and then (laughs) next scene it's like four years later yeah yeah. so it moves I think you're right it probably would have been better would have been better as a show in episodes yeah Um, because I think her life was interesting she yeah definitely she was I mean her accomplishments are astonishing Discovering that atoms work differently than mm-hmm. everyone had thought that they worked up until that point. Like, that's... Well, there was also more stuff in it that would have been... If they did it in a show, they could have dug into things deeper for a whole episode. Yeah. You know, like, go a whole hour on just this concept. Instead, it was, like, kind of rushed. And like you said, you you go through years real quick. It just... They never took even one thing and really examined it. Yeah. And that was a shame because, like you said, her, her life's interesting. She's she's an awesome kick-ass lady. <laughs> um, and they just didn't I, – I hate to say it, but I don't know if they did her justice in this movie. Rosamund Pike did her justice. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, that's but why – I would have liked to see, like, uh, more. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. All right. So- well, good try, everybody. <laughs> C plus C. Yep. Three Idiots, released in 2009, directed by Rajkumar Harani, written by Rajkumar Harani, Vidu Vinod Chopra, and Abhijat Joshi. Starring Amir Khan, Karina Kapoor, Madhavan, and Sharman Joshi. In college, Farhan and Raju form a great bond with Rancho due to his positive and refreshing outlook to life. Years later, a bet gives them a chance to look for their long-lost friend, whose existence seems rather elusive. Alright, so we just finished Three Idiots. What did you think? It was good. It was fucking long, though. It was really long. Holy crap. Was it over three, just over three hours? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it realistically took us, what, two, hour, uh, two hours, two nights? You know, just with, with a movie that's a comedy, I'm anticipating it being maybe two hours. When it was an hour and 45 minutes in last night, and you asked me, like, how much time is left, and I saw a whole other hour, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. For as good as I thought that it was, I, I felt those three hours. Yeah. I think it just felt long because it's a comedy. Like, And it follows a long period of their lives. Like, I don't know how long the college experience was for them, but it follows their whole, what, their whole college career and then the, kind of the 10 years after. I mean, yeah, it was good, though. It was funny. You were chuckling a bunch. It was um, very funny. I think it's the first Bollywood film I've ever really seen. I, I was going to say that it's definitely the first Bollywood movie that I've ever seen. 
And I'm kind of disappointed in us for that. Like, we've watched all sorts of shit together over the past 10 years. And we've never seen a Bollywood film. Like, that just seems like a huge omission. Yeah, it's, think, it's yeah. so different. It's such a different kind of film. Yeah, the style, the dance numbers, they're like... The dance they're, I, are, I, every movie needs a dance number. Like, I'm just going to put that out there. Those were a lot of fun. Yeah, they're super fun. They're pretty well choreographed. They're like goofy but fun at the same time. The music is catchy. It was fun. A lot of like darker themes, though. Yeah. A lot of talk about suicide, especially among students. And apparently... China, actually, when this film got released and it was a big deal in in the East, it impacted how they viewed their education system. Like, it actually made an impact. I mean, this movie is... In China? Yeah. Because it had a big market in China. How old is this movie? Uh, it's pretty it old, It was 2009 right? it came out. Oh. It was the highest grossing Bollywood film of 2009. It's got 100% of Rotten Tomatoes, but, you know... 60.2 million worldwide box office. But right now, as of May 2020, it's the number one streaming film during COVID. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. It is pretty incredible. It's just so long. It's so long. <laughs> but it was, I mean, it was, I'm saying that I felt those three hours and I did. I totally did. But then it was also so much fun. I got carried away with the characters. I got emotional in the moments that I was supposed to get emotional. Did you get emotional? You really did? Uh, yeah, I really did. It like like you said it's dealing with some pretty well, very heavy subjects, mainly suicide. And so I, I mean I don't know a lot about Indian culture. Yeah. But I'm assuming kind of what um Rancho the character says about like the educational system here is essentially its own caste system. Yep. That's why I guess it did so well also in China was that the Chinese education system is similar to the Indian education system. So there was a lot that those two countries could relate to. It's the mm -hmm. same type of push. Got to be an engineer. Got to be a doctor. Hardcore into education. Like it's... it's A lot of pressure. Yeah, you know, a lot of pressure. Like he says. Um, yeah, and that was definitely a theme of the film. It was funny because... I mean, I have again, I've seen no Bollywood films, but I knew this was a comedy going in. But it's like, it's almost like a dramedy in parts. Mm -hmm. First off, a lot of crying. The characters cry. All of them all, cry. All of them. The men, the women, everybody in this film cries. They cry all the time. They definitely, like, drop stuff in their eyes because all their eyes look bloodshot when they're crying. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if they're dropping eye drops in there. But, is that uh, like a – is that, though – is that only strange to us? Is that, like, such an American thing that what, men that have to be – the dudes cry so much? That men have to be so stoic and hide their emotions and – Yeah, I mean, I would I would assume so. Well, because there's a lot of this of – there's a lot of crying in, in typical – you know, when they're Frank commits suicide, obviously. But there's a lot of crying when they're all – overcome with emotion yeah. they're so proud of their friend and they cry they yeah. get a job at a job interview and they cry you know there's just a, <laughs> a lot of crying and suicide which doesn't sound like a comedy but that's somehow what, it was very funny well because it was yeah. so cheesy well it was cheesy but like except for those moments that got real yeah it was it was che it was cheesy in a good comedy way the music cracked me up not the musical numbers but like the like 
there was like wah-wah moments. Like wah-wah-wah when something goes like wrong or bad. and like. Well, anytime anything went wrong, it was like a crashing cymbal. Like, <laughs> I don't know. And it, but it was like so, it was like the sound I would make. If I was making a movie in my basement and I was like, oh, like like searching on my computer for like canned sounds, I'm like, oh, this is a good one. Yeah. Like it was yep. such a cheesy, but it worked. It did work. I mean, it was interesting seeing this style of film. And I wonder, I don't know, again, I, I, I need to research more into Bollywood films but and Hindi films, but I wonder if they're all just typically this length. It was a TV movie originally. So I don't know if that's typical in India, just to have movies released on TV because I don't know why, but that's a long time to sit in front of your TV. Yeah. What did you think about the acting? Speaking of people crying. <laughs> I mean, I thought I thought they were all really good, and I was looking on IMDb just because I wanted to be able to say their names, and actually it looks like three out of the four of them are filming a movie together, I don't know if it's right now, in COVID times, but supposed to be released in 2021, a remake, an Indian, re- a Bollywood remake of Forrest Gump. Really? And it's going to be uh, Amir Khan, the guy who played Rancho. Um, He's a big deal, apparently, in uh, that world. Karina Kapoor, who played Pia, mm-hmm. and then Sharman jo- Joshi, Yoshi, who played... You. I thought the three of them were good together. They had good chemistry. I thought right the, the guy three played, guys. Yeah, I think Rancho, the guy that played him, was very good. Like surprisingly, Jack at moments. <laughs> well, one of the dance scenes was like all of the dudes in a in a bathroom. Yeah, in a shower, like a, with a like gang a lot shower. of with like a fire hose spraying <laughs> water. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, he looked pretty jacked in that scene. Yeah, no, but apparently he's a big he's a very very big star over there. And you can tell why. He's got, I mean, a lot of charisma. He's. It's funny because all the acting's like a little over the top. But then when they need the range, they have it. Yeah. You get, which is impressive. You get the full gamut watching a Bollywood film, especially this one. Like, you're going to get funny moments. You're going to get serious moments. You're going to get dance numbers. You're going to get song, like Randy Newman style songs. Yeah. Like songs that are flat out singing about what's happening on the screen. Yeah. You got a love story. Uh, it was kind of confusing in the beginning because they pick up, they do a little Tarantino action and there's stuff going on in the beginning that you don't really have the context for. So at first I was like, are we watching a sequel? Like, was there stuff that happened that we're, we just don't know about? I didn't think that. I mean, I'd, I kind of understood what they were doing and I was like, because uh, it, it sort of starts out with, Ten, it starts out ten years in the future, yeah, and they are all except for Rancho, at like in a water tower. Is that what that was? I think so. Um, yeah. With on, a date scratched into on it on September fifth, and and um, this one just like over the top engineering student who always wanted to be the best and counts successes basically just memorizing everything, wanted to prove that he was more successful than Rancho, and it goes into like. It like flashes back to ten years earlier when he's like, "I will prove to you," and they made it so dramatic that I was like, "This guy is full of himself, and this is gonna yeah. end poorly for him." Yeah. Did you see the ending coming? Like who yeah. he really was? Okay, from like the moment that the moment uh, the, the, that... the the nerd is like, "Oh, this Wagndu guy is like somebody's <laughs> company." I'm like, "That's gonna be Rancho." Spoiler alert! Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. 
Like, and of course, he's, I, I didn't quite know where it was going to lead to where he was going to be. Yeah. I, I, that was, I felt like his school should have been a bigger reveal than it was. They could kind of just drive into it and like it's cool to see the kids learning the way they did. But I, I, I was expecting a bigger, like, aha moment from that. Even though we knew he's a teacher, I, I don't know. Like, that's a pretty kick-ass school he had created. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I was Where expecting every, a bigger every moment. Where every student is choosing their passion and trial yeah. and error and hands-on learning and all yeah. that stuff hands-on learning and all that stuff <laughs> project-based learning no big deal um <laughs> and the choreography is funny because like the baba daba day song they sing about their love baba daba day it was like pura pura purem or something i don't know but the 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 choreography was like them just like flailing their arms around which is like they're like doing like a chicken dance like half the time and what's what's great though is it's kind of a goofy dance which i think it was kind of supposed to be but it like also works at the same time well because it's about their i mean he says to her when he convinces her not to marry the wrong guy he says you should feel when you fall in love, you, it should it should like yeah. Oh, it should be it should overcome scarf you. Scarf in the wind, hair yeah. blowing, moon yeah. getting big, all that nonsense. Yeah. So when they fall in love with each other, it's just a, it's like a silly, giddy sort of love. But that's what I mean about the cool. melodrama, though. That 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 works in this type of film is that like none of those things really happen when you're in love. Like that's a Hollywoodized version of what love is. But Rancho in this film was supposed to be the truth teller. So like. It works. You know, he like, yeah. like, Rancho, like, that's not, like, I don't know. I love you, but, like. I don't know, man. I feel like I saw a scarf blown in the wind. <laughs> I've never <laughs> worn a scarf. I don't <laughs> think I own a scarf, and I will never own a scarf. I don't need my neck to be warm. I don't know. What's the point of scarves? <laughs> Get out of here. Why, why? Seriously, why do people wear scarves? Like. To keep, like, yeah, to, to your like... Your neck warm? Yeah, to keep your neck warm. I kind of wear it up over, like, my face a little bit, and it keeps the wind from going into your coat through your neck hole. <laughs> Does the wind blow down? Yeah, it blows just... everywhere. You live in upstate New York. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. Does the wind blow down? The wind blows everywhere. I know it does. I just wear a big coat and put my hood up. You don't have a coat with a hood. Well, if I, if I had a hood, I'd put a hood up. I don't know. I, I live in upstate New York, and I've never owned a scarf. I'm well, not I own like 40,000 scarves. Half of them I've made myself. I so I don't understand scarves. Okay. I feel like we need to watch more Bollywood films. A friend of ours... If they're I, all three hours, fuck that. Oh, my God. But you'll watch any Martin Scorsese flick that's no, fucking won't. 14 We've been hours. Over this. I'm not a fan of Scorsese films. They're All right, way fine. too long. Somebody else who's <laughs> American. I, I'm okay watching a long movie if it's like an epically long movie, but like if they're default well, why length are you, over there. Why are you saying, why are you defaulting to all movies made in India must be three hours? I don't know. So we've watched like... one movie. We've I know, watched but this one is like movie. A, a pretty big Bollywood film. So I guess I'm just doing an awful assumption that this represents yeah. all Bollywood film. I just I'm I'm we need to watch some more. We really, really do. Need to I know, yes. A friend of ours <clears throat> a few years ago recommended a bunch to us that he loved that he said were on Netflix. Netflix has never recommended a Bollywood film to me. No. But he says that there's a bunch on there. We should just ask him. 
Well, because why, why would it recommend, though? We don't watch them, right? It's that right. it's that echo chamber that all these goddamn algorithms do. If I yeah. don't watch Bollywood films, it's never going to recommend a Bollywood film to me. But I'm okay watching more. I, I, I Like I've said before on this podcast, I think we need to watch more foreign films because there's a lot of good ones out there. They're just hard, like kind of what you're saying. They're hard to come by. You, you, you take risks. The subtitles are kind of... Subtitles to me aren't a big turnoff. Like, I don't mind reading subtitles. No, I don't mind it. It was weird to watch subtitles while they were dancing. It took my eyes off the choreography a little bit. But it was also interesting that they spoke Hindi most of the film, but also they switched between Hindi and English, which was kind of, I hate to say this, but it was kind of nice to, like, piece it together. Well, so much of that, well, again, I'm, I, it's, I'm probably, I am stereotyping to say that so much of... I think the country they know they know English yeah. as well as they know their native language because yeah. I work with so many different vendors out of India and they all speak English yep. better than me. I think it's just well. Again, I think it's I wonder of, though if for real if like in even familial conversations if they slip in and out of it. Well, that's what it sounds like in this film, right? They go back and yeah. forth. They use English words mid Hindi yeah. sentence. But I also think that's typical of of Asian countries. Again, part of the education system is. I think go to school, get your doctor or engineering degree, go to America, get a job, a high paying job. Get like, your doctor degree? Is that what you just said? <laughs> <laughs> yes. We don't have doctor get, degrees, get, if get, you couldn't tell. Get your doctor, doctor degree. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, but like, like that's what, right? Like the one, the nerd guy's whole shtick was that he got. He's a famous engineer in America. He bought a big house in America. So I think mm-hmm. part of their educational system is learning English at a young age so that they can transition back and forth easy. I mean, imagine if Americans were more bilingual. I wish I knew a second language as well as other countries know English. But we just don't push it in our education system. So Yeah. But it's interesting. It, just, it was just interesting to me that it's that they just slip in and out of it mid-sentence. No, fluidly. So, it was good. I had a, I had a good time over you, two nights. Do you think, so this one was on our 100 movie bucket list. Yep. Do you think it, earn, it, has, it earned its place? What was the picture, by the way? I, you didn't tell me. The picture that I scratched off was the butts that they sit in during the... Oh, those, like, the big All butts. is Well song. All, all is well. Yeah. I'm dancing. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Dancing doesn't do well in this format. No. Um, I mean, I think it warrants being on the list. But again, it's tough because I have no context. Like, sh- should this be the Bollywood film on the list? I mean, it, it, apparently it was a big deal in 2009. It's a very big streaming movie, especially right now. I mean, I just I don't know how big of a deal it is in Bollywood. I, that's why I'm saying I'm just assuming it's like one of the biggest films mm-hmm. or the most international films. Mm-hmm. I'm as we go through the hundred movie bucket list. I'm not a hundred percent sure what their criteria is from this mystery poster you got me. I know. Because because it's a, not even like a real. No, we can't find the company. Yeah, <laughs> that made it anymore. It just had the coolest art. Yeah, and it's super cool. I love that you can scratch off the movie posters, but and the most of them are good movies. Like you look at this list, you're like, these are a lot of classic good movies, but. Like, I don't know how movie... They have Seven Samurai on there. So they have foreign films on there. I mean, Seven Samurai is a classic film. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'd never heard of 388 Cell prior to this, which again, maybe it's shame on me as a film nerd, but it, I don't know, it's tough because I have no context for this film. Mm-hmm. Is it groundbreaking? I don't know. Maybe because it deals with so much of their culture and it breaks norms. I could see that's why, maybe why. I'm I mean, going... it deals with so much of their culture and makes a very clear statement about needing to break free yeah. from this system and and follow your passions. If engineering is what you're passionate about, that's great. Which is impressive but, that a comedy has that type of message. Think of yeah. American comedies. It's like American comedies, especially like Will, like a Will Ferrell comedy, doesn't have a message. It, they're just goofy and fun. You're you know, telling me Elf doesn't have a message? What? It doesn't. I'm just kidding. No. Um, Groundhog's Day had a message. I mean, there are comedies that have messages, but typically not that deep. Not like speaking about the culture as this a is whole. This like is very political. A lot And like a lot of talk about the, the system driving many students to suicide. Like that's a pretty yeah. heavy topic to there's tackle. There's how many? There's like three or four either suicides or attempted suicides. In the movie. In the movie. Yeah. That's intense for a comedy. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess it's... it's And plus, I think if you're going to put a Bollywood film on the list... I mean, Bollywood is a real big deal. Yeah. And if you're going to put one on the list, you might as well put one of their biggest ones on the list. So, I guess I get it. I guess I get why it's on there. It, again, it's interesting that they put one on there. Because you easily could have been like, nah, all American films. America. Well, yeah. You know, but they didn't. So, I respect that. It's such a large industry. You Like, it, it would be a shame... Yeah. Again, it's. A, I feel like it's a real shame that we've. This is the first time we're watching a Bollywood film. It's such a big industry. Yep. So it's good that it was included, and it definitely has sparked my interest in wanting to continue watching. I would watch more. I'm not craving more Bollywood, like I think you oh are. Oh my god! But I want to dance all day. <laughs> but the I credits would rolled, more. and I was dancing around the living room. I would watch more just. To fill my 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 film nerdum, because I want to compare it to other ones. That's what yeah. I want to do. I want yeah. to see how does this stack up against another Bollywood film. Yeah. All right. I mean, I would give it a B plus. That's what I was gonna give it. Man, we've been agreeing a lot lately. That's fucking terrible. It's no fun. B plus. It was good. B plus. All right. Thanks for listening. If you liked us, drop a rating, review, or share our podcast with a friend. You can find us on Twitter at KidGoesDownPod and on Letterboxd under Nicole underscore ATKGD and Matt underscore ATKGD. It's where we've got our season one movie list uh, as well as the full 100 movie bucket list that we have been working off of. So, shoot, I forgot to think about my one word, Matt. Lightning round. (laughs) Sum up radioactive in one word. Meh. Stole my word. Sorry. Just medium. That's two words. Medium. What about three idiots? Mine would be surprising. Enlightening. Okay. (laughs) Okay.